0: Mic one, mic one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Big intro, you ready?
1: Let's do it. (laughs)
0: Yes, welcome to another edition of Did You America? I'm Camfield. That over there is Jeremy. Hey. Uh, This is season two, episode...
1: I think we should make this season three, episode one. I lost count again. No,
0: we've kept count of the seasons quite well because we only have one season per year. Even I can manage that. All right, so let's go with like episode...
1: Last time we did nine, so let's say 15. Okay, there we go.
0: Season 2, episode 15. Uh, There's been a lot going on uh, just on the day that we are recording uh, this particular podcast. And um, let's deal with the sad news. Screech is dead. Ah, Who? You know... The bloke from Saved by the Bell and Porn. Oh yeah, I only know
1: him from the porn.
0: Really? I've your millennials weren't Saved by the Bell. It was before their time. No, I think
1: a lot of uh, a lot of people in my age group definitely watch it. I was never a big fan, but I remember like in the mid two thousands when he got reintroduced for the role for just being a total piece of shit. Mm. So that's the screech I know, and I'll definitely miss him. Yeah, I like a good piece of shit. Did you watch the porn? Oh, of course I watched the porn. <laughs>
0: i never saw the porn it won't surprise you to know that um so saved by the bell was on when um i was at uh, to college i think or school i can't remember i remember i was in some form of education because it used to be shown every day monday through friday on one of the networks during the long summer holiday that you have when you're at school right, right? um it, but it won't surprise you to know that because I tend to go for slightly obscure TV shows, when I was a kid, it wasn't the daily edition of Saved by the Bell that I liked to watch during the school summer holidays. I liked to watch a really random show called Silas that if I remember correctly, was made in Germany and dubbed into English. And there were like 30-minute episodes that they used to cut up into 10-minute segments and you'd get it at a certain time each day, Monday through Friday, during the school holidays. So while everyone else, all normal people, were, enjoy- were enjoying the uh, you know the excitement and adventures of Mario Lopez and whoever became a lawyer in that other thing. Do you know the other one?
1: I definitely never heard. I generally stay away from Germany. TV
0: no 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 you don't of course you don't know the German TV <laughs> Jewish Joe exactly. <laughs> Um, but basically while everyone was enjoying saved by the bell i was going no i prefer this random 1980s german show about a kid on a horse that escaped from the circus that's been
1: dubbed into english <laughs> i just like the idea that because it started in german like the characters were definitely like screaming but the english just came in as like normal speech <laughs> yeah uh
0: but i do remember uh saved by the bell and um dustin diamond obviously uh fell on hard times because I feel like the other people from Safe by the Bell uh, went on to do other stuff um, and sort of distance themselves from the show. And even someone like Mario Lopez, who was maybe never going to go into any kind of serious acting or big TV shows, made a bunch of movies for Hallmark and then did a good job of basically going, "Okay, I'm in my 40s and I still look good, so I'll just
1: host entertainment TV shows and do stuff like that, right? Well it turned out that Dustin Diamond actually did kind of get the last laugh because if you remember, you know, they recently rebooted Saved by the Bell And a big thing was they brought everyone back except for Screech. They Mm. like, you know, they want to distance themselves because of what he did in the past. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago he it was announced that he had cancer. Now, of course, he passed away. Mm. Imagine if they just put him in like two scenes of that show, ratings, boom. They're getting a second season where now, like, I'm pretty sure it's already been canceled. Wow. Do you think Dustin Diamond is looking down or up
0: from wherever you go and seeing, see you? You bastards. Yeah, if only if only you'd have given me a walk-on, you could have got yourself a second season. He's currently falling
1: straight to hell with two middle fingers in the air. He's
0: looking at Mario Lopez going, okay, now who's about to sign up for another Hallmark movie for Christmas with Melissa Joan Hart? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey.
1: Not me. I'll be catching the sauna. <laughs>
0: Yes, anyway, sad news that uh, Dustin Diamond has uh, passed away. Harold, uh, was he? He was only in his 40s, right? He I think was, I saw uh, 44. Yeah, 44. And I, I mean,. You know, I I don't know the the full details about um, the cancer. I know he got diagnosed with uh, what looks like stage four lung cancer um, because he he had just pain all over his body on on one day. I mean, if you if you haven't had any signs before uh, and you haven't had any reason to get tested and it's going to hit you like that. I mean, it's a terrible age to die, but at least you haven't got any kind of like long term suffering, I guess, is one way of looking at it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a positive.
0: Yeah, well I'll tell you who it is a positive for the fact that Dustin Diamond died today, Marilyn Manson. Oh, because it takes all of the attention off of the me tooing of Marilyn Manson which is going down Hard today. I mean, no one, no one read this
1: news and went, oh thank God, Screech is dead apart from Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I saw several headlines about Screech. I didn't hear about Marilyn Manson, so you're like, oh my god, Marilyn Manson is getting me to read about it. We gotta talk about it's it. It's
0: like when um uh who's the guy? He died last year, uh he was in his 80s. Um Uh, Fred, what's his name? He's the the old guy that's in the American Pie and he's in the the movies with the people from Spinal Tap. He's in Best in Show... Oh, you know the one I mean. No,
1: I know who you're talking about.
0: Um, Fred, um, uh, um, I want to say Fred Willard. Fred Willard, Fred, Fred, yeah, Willard. that's it. Crushing it for some reason. I thought Fred Willard was Fred Savage, but that's not. <laughs> I, I was like, no, Fred Close. Willard, Fred Willard <laughs> is from the Wonder Years. No, Fred Willard, Fred
1: Savage, <laughs> Fred is Savage Re- from oh, the Wonder God. Years.
0: Fred We're really, Willard. Ba- really bad at doing obituaries.
1: We just tried to do a um, yeah, I said Reach was going to hell in his obit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just tried to do a oh god screech is dead and now i can't get my fred straight um right fred savage um was the wonder years yes i don't even know forget i mentioned we'll, we'll take this bit out of is the he edit. dead no fred savage very much alive wonder years about to be rebooted i read huh but that's not important hopefully they include him or else he'll die fred, S- willard, fred, willard. fred willard fred willard right Uh, several years ago, got busted jerking off in a movie theater. I remember. And that was big news. But then I think it was on the same day or within a few days after that, someone went and shot up a movie theater and loads of people died and so suddenly all of the news about Fred Willard getting his cock out in the movie theater suddenly became wholly irrelevant because there had been a massacre in another movie theater a few days later right? Yeah
1: he was like the only person pumped about they are like put him on Modern Family Who Cares forget he jerked off in front of people. Because everyone did forget that he jerked off in front
0: of people. So uh, Marilyn Manson's looking at Dustin Diamond going "All right, well it's probably a get out of jail card for a few days but a massacre would have been better <laughs> i got you marilyn but um so the marilyn Manson situation um i mean you know uh i, I was about to say assume innocence until proven guilty although that's not what his record labeled doing i mean it's been a breaking story throughout the day today uh from uh, earlier on when uh, evan rachel wood Uh, made some allegations of abuse against Marilyn Manson. Now, she'd spoken about this abuse in the past but had never named him, and people had assumed that it was him, but she she hadn't named him. Uh, But she went public with it today. As a result of that, some other women have also made allegations of abuse um, against Manson and uh, obviously we're not here to judge he hasn't said anything uh in relation to the allegations that have been uh, announced today but as i said hasn't stopped the record label from going okay enough we're dropping him we're dropping him
1: yeah that's a that's a real quick move i'm you know as a sports fan i'm used to teams waiting until like the last possible minute to cut the player when something like this happens like ray rice was still on the team for like three weeks after that story
0: bro <laughs> right yeah 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 and uh, oj simpson is getting covid jabs <laughs> yeah he's still running free <laughs> right. do you Pun think,
1: unintended do you
0: think marilyn manson's going what about the fact that oj got a covid jab hey what <laughs> he's about like, that give me
1: a week to try to cover this up some
0: so as i said i i don't know uh what marilyn manson did or didn't do from my own um experience with manson i will say that there is there was definitely a point in time when he changed. And I never knew him um, in terms of spending time hanging out with him. I did quite a few interviews with him, probably over a 10-year period. And I can't say that it was this event that changed him or that he went kind of crazy and a bit dark after this. But it seemed to me that after um, Dieter Von Teese had left him, there was a a definite change. And the, the change that I noticed was that previously Marilyn Manson going back in time was very um astute and very together and yeah he did sort of shocking things on stage and maybe made some comments that he knew would get attention um but he was very much in control of what he was doing to the extent that I remember anytime I interviewed him um he would be doing a whole day of promotion so even if I was just doing radio with him he was fully dressed up as Marilyn Manson because he would have been doing tv and when he would walk into the room because he'd be wearing an outfit from his, his stage show, uh, you'd immediately think, Oh my God, like Marilyn Manson. Like it looked right. He stands out. Yeah. Kind of a bit shocking or a bit scary or whatever. And I remember this happened several times. So you get the sort of the shock value of him visually, but he was so sharp that as soon as he sat down to do the interview, you as the interviewer had to be on your a game because Marilyn Manson as the interviewee was so together and i remember as soon as those interviews began suddenly becoming oblivious to if you like how ridiculous he looked because you had to just focus in on his every word and you'd get some great interviews with him talking about you know what he was talking about on the album or weld events you know occasionally or
1: like a grilled cheese sandwich you know what i have to say
0: that if it is about to go horribly wrong for Marilyn Manson and him being dropped by the record label is the start of a snowball effect and these allegations are proved to be true... I am very glad that we got at least some value out of that grilled cheese sandwich interview he did with Larry King. Because there's gonna be there's gonna come a point where it's unacceptable to
1: get joy from Marilyn Manson discussing that the best sandwich is a grilled cheese sandwich. Here's a conspiracy. Marilyn Manson killed Larry King to put that story back into relevance to give him like one last like, oh my god, he's quirky and weird, like let's love him, knowing that this Me Too story was coming out.
0: Imagine if it gets to Cole and they have to build up something against the character assassination and they go Exhibit A Here's Marilyn Manson talking to an 82 year old Larry King about not only how a grilled cheese sandwich is the best of all sandwiches but Manson offers the old man the advice that if he hasn't tried it with ketchup he should Guilty for murder (laughs) You know um but anyway there was a bit, there was a big change uh we did all those interviews and he was very together and as i said it was you were dealing with a very intelligent articulate person and then um i want to say it was after he'd split up with dita von Teese, but i don't know if that that was exactly what what had the, the effect but further down the line he was a changed person he would come in and do interviews and he would be out of his mind And the interviews went from being uh, thought-provoking and articulate to, in some cases, just unbroadcastable. And I'm not saying they were unbroadcastable because he was saying things that you couldn't say on the radio. They were just shit. And if you followed Marilyn Manson as a fan and went to see him live... The period of time that I'm telling you about those interviews would also coincide when you as a fan would have thought, Oh my God, I've paid 40, 50 bucks for a ticket or whatever it was. And I'm watching this bloated, you know, kind of out of his mind artist on stage, just sort of like making a fool of himself. You know, the shows became sloppy. He started, right. you know, he started to just, you know, fall about on stage, be out of breath, look bad and all that kind of stuff. And, um, around that time, um, it also, so he kind of became a casualty in so much as I felt that he'd started to really become the character that he tried to portray through the music. Right. Um, and then there were some instances where it got like kind of dark. So there'd be a few examples where he would show up and he would just be, um, you know drunk or out of his mind Uh, or or there was a time when he um you know was doing promo in the UK and he had this woman with him who her arms were covered in bruises and she would sit in the corner of the studio virtually naked and not say a thing and I remember asking him about this during the interview and he said something like oh you know she's just uh, along for the fun (laughs) and then during that week, I would meet up with other media people who he'd done promotion with. And the conversation was always the same. It was like, did he have the chick with the, just who just sat in the corner virtually <laughs> naked? And the thing is, back then, you know, our sort of reaction to it was... Is this just kind of like a part of the art?
1: Right. And
0: I I don't know, as far as I'm aware, that lady hasn't said anything. But is she about to make a statement tomorrow about something terrible that happened to her? And then me and all of my old UK media friends are going to go, shit, like 2010. Do you remember that chick that was sitting in the corner of the room and we thought it was part of some staged art exhibition during the interview but actually this kind of stuff was happening
1: imagine just like how much energy and effort it takes to like continue to be that weird you know like he has to keep coming up with new things to like like you said like keep living up to the personas like not even i mean let's say these allegations are true in no way would i ever defend them but like you have to think like at some point in the psychology of it like did he get swayed by the fact that like he started believing like he was this crazy guy? Like you know, for, I was never the biggest Marilyn Manson fan growing up, but like when I was a little kid and like he first started becoming famous, there were two things anyone ever heard about him: it was that he removed a rib so he can suck his own cock. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone always talks about, and that like you know he would like eat glass and like stab himself and do crazy stuff mm-hmm. on stage. So like when you start off doing that and that brings you to your. To your fame, I mean, like the psychology of it, he has to be somewhat convinced that, like, this is what's doing it. Not my talent, not me, not my songs, not my persona, but these crazy acts. I think to
0: some extent as well, that I wouldn't say the talent ran out, but like many artists, he had a peak. And the albums weren't as good as they were before. They weren't garnering the same amount of reviews. I could say they were the same good reviews, I should say. Um, You could say they weren't selling, but, you know, no one really sells albums anymore. So that's probably not a, a, a relevant metric. But I also think that there was a, you know, he'd had his creative peak, which happens to most artists. So he was trying to, in some ways supplement what was going on because the albums weren't as shocking or as good as, as previous so he would turn up and and yeah like you said he'd sort of become that type of character That, that I, I think it was the same time when the woman sat in the corner with the bruises silently that he, he came into the studio and he just goes can we do cocaine in this studio and I went well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I was like well, what and then the next thing I know he's like pulled out this 50 uh, pound note like a bill yeah and he's just doing it off the desk and but but again it's all it's all for effect right i mean plenty of rock stars do cocaine and and do it a lot and back in the day it was going on all the time but you know he didn't just f- think at that point, oh, I fancy a line of coke, I'm going to do it in front of this guy in in, in London. I'm sure he was doing it at the start of each interview, and probably not because he needed the cocaine fix at that point, but it added to
1: the shock value, you know? I'll say this, if this podcast ever gets to the point where we're interviewing celebrities and one of them happens to come in and ask if he can do (laughs) cocaine, I'm not going to tell him no. I'm (laughs) telling you that right now, I don't care who it is, he can go ahead and do cocaine on your kitchen table. I I,
0: I will say that we were in a a studio, and I'm not going to say who this is and you wouldn't know them anyway but we were in a studio opposite an on-air studio doing a pre-record with marilyn manson and the person who was in the studio on air saw him come in and saw what was going on and then we finished the marilyn manson interview manson went off with his near naked uh quite badly bruised lady (laughs) right and the guy who was in the on-air studio came into the production studio and went all right, there must be some residue here and just started like, hitting the desk going. He's like, come on. He goes, I saw how much he racked up. There's he goes, there's probably enough residue in here for at least one
1: good line. He just started licking the table. <laughs> Pretty
0: much. Pretty much. Um, I, also around that time, uh, the, the, I think this was the same interview. And I, I saw him a, a bunch of times where I said, as I said, where he was clearly uh, high and not particularly coherent, but this was the interview where he was the the, the most kind of out of control. We took a photo afterwards and uh, just as they went to take the photo, he grabbed my balls. Although you can't (laughs) see him doing it because the photo was just a headshot of the the two of us (laughs) together. But um, I mean... Hello, 911. I'd like to join the Marilyn Manson parade. Yeah, circa 2014. We were doing an interview. He did a line of cocaine from a 50 pound bill and then
1: grabbed my nether regions. I was going to say, like, that story was so much more fun yesterday. <laughs> right. Well, now you just got assaulted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the thing is, I, I, I mean, with Marilyn Manson in the game, I have no idea what his response is going to be. As I said, um, I you you have to take all of the allegations seriously. Um, it surprises me that the record label have been so quick to uh, to drop him before he's even um, you know r- responded in in any kind of way. But with his whole persona, you're going to um, read, I think, probably a lot of pretty harrowing stories over the next few days, and a lot of people are just going to go oh yeah i can imagine Marilyn manson doing that and that and that and that and that you know that's just gonna right. be the, the
1: way it is whether he did or he didn't what we always thought would happen with like ozzy but never did is now just gonna happen to him where it's just like oh my god no yeah he is that crazy yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. i mean it depends as i think as well what the uh you know what what the allegations are because there is the sort of the, the believable women idea but there's also an aspect of i mean it depends on what happened and whether people were made to do something against their will the psychological and the physical abuse is, is obviously bad but to some extent you know if you got on the bus and you went there for a good time and you willingly had a good time and some sort of slightly shocking rock and roll things happened but you you know you got on with that in you know 2012 suddenly you want to turn that into a story about how awfully you were treated right. in 2021 that's sort of like a different thing but i tell you what. How many seventies and eighties rock stars have gained more grey hairs today after this Marilyn Manson story? Because the stuff that uh, Evan Rachel Wood and some of these other ladies are alleging is pretty dark. But by twenty twenty one standards, now we've had, now we're, we're living during the Me Too movement. Right. You could probably lock up eighty percent of the artists on your local classic rock station right now (laughs) for stuff that they did, which in the 70s and 80s, this is the big difference. There's stuff that could be... And again, I'm not equating it with with a lot of these allegations against Manson, which are very, very dark, but there's a lot of stuff that you could talk about now if it it was a rock star indulging in certain behaviour right now. It's the stuff that's shocking and becomes headlines. But it's the stuff that 20, 30 years ago was, oh my God, that's so exciting to read about in an artist's biography. So like, yeah, know? put it in the book. L- literally, <laughs> literally. And and there's a, you know, there's there's a big difference. There's one particular artist, I'm not gonna name him. Um, I think he's already got pretty much completely grey hair now. Um, but there are he was one of the biggest uh, rock artists of the 70s. And there are all kinds of stories about him, many of them in biographies on this particular band, um, about all kinds of indulgences with uh, underage girls, hard drugs, and Satan.
1: <laughs> For good measure. You know? <laughs> He'll go say what up to Screech. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep doing that. He was a great guy, I'm sure. Well, you liked his porn. He was a great porn. I came. <laughs> oh my god.
0: All right, let's do an update on uh song of the week. Uh what did we do last week? I need to check in my notes. Uh New York producer had Citizen by Sir Sly featuring Gary Clark Jr. 16% of the vote. Uh Jeremy, your choice. All my favorite songs by Weezer got 38% of the hey! vote. Hey! And uh Well Done to Me Again and Royal Blood. Uh, with their song Typhoons, 46% of the vote. Uh, we have three new song choices for you on uh, Did You America this week, and we will get to them in part two next. All right, let's do a part two of today's Did You America. Light-hearted stuff coming in part two. I mean, you know, it was important to discuss uh, the stuff we did in part one, I think, but... Um, We've had a cancer death and the death of Marilyn Manson's career, so we can go a little bit more upbeat for part two. Yeah, we'll keep things positive here. Uh, before we get into that, let's uh, set up this week's Song of the Week choices. If you would like to vote, you can do by heading to didyouamerica.com slash song, or we'll get a poll for you on my Twitter. I'm at Ian Canfield on Twitter uh, each week. Jeremy... Uh, myself and New York producer uh, choose a new song and we get you to vote for them. Uh, this week, I am going for Dream Weapon by Genghis Tron. I had no idea that they were back. Back in the day, I used to play Genghis Tron on the uh, the metal show that I did uh, on radio in Shitsville. And they were a band, I, I think they were based in New I don't know if they were actually from New York originally, but they were based on uh, in that side of the States. And then they split up, uh, but they're, they've got a new album coming out this year um and uh, they've got a new track that uh, dropped a few days ago which is called dream weapon and i just remember i liked the name genghis tron about 10 years ago i still like it now and actually i like this new song so my choice
1: dream weapon by genghis tron all right so for my choice this week you know i pleased you guys with weezer got some decent votes last week i'm going back to something i more enjoy than you guys probably do but i promise you it is a great song i'm going with jazz this week The song is Day by Day by saxophonist Gary Bartz. He's a brilliant saxophone player. Also on the track is a producer, DJ from one of the greatest rap groups in the history of the genre, A Tribe Called Quest. But I promise you, there is no rap in this. He's just, you know, very musical. I believe he produced the track. It's very good. It's one of the greatest American art forms we have in jazz. So if you don't like it, well, damn you, you don't have ears. Jazz, you're choosing jazz. It's beautiful.
0: My favourite quote on jazz is from uh, Noel Gallagher of Oasis and said... Going to a jazz gig is the only time the people on stage are having more fun than the
1: people in the audience. I, I totally agreed. <laughs> but I, I still, I stand by the choice, day by day. Uh, by Gary Bartz. Yes. All right. Uh, New York producer
0: is going for All You Ever Wanted by Rag and Bone Man. So they are your three choices. I'm going with Dream Weapon by Genghis Trom. Jeremy is introducing some jazz and sophistication into your life with Day by Day by uh, Gary Bartz, New York producer, All You Ever Wanted by Rag and Bowman. Uh, you can go online and vote at didyouamerica.com song or check out the poll on my Twitter. I am at Ian Canfield on Twitter. Don't forget, if you're going to uh, vote via, via the website, if you want to talk to us uh, on the website, uh, you can do if you've got any messages you want to send the show. Or indeed, you can buy one of our... Did You America t-shirts there. Right. Um, Let's talk about the fact that Reddit now runs Wall Street. Ah, uh, yes. So this story started with the stock value of GameStop surging. And this happened towards the end of last week. And I believe that since then, the same thing has happened to the stock of AMC. Now, when... I thought about doing this on the previous episode on Thursday because the GameStop story was pretty much brand new then. And I, I started to read some articles on it. And I just thought, I don't understand this. I'm going to wait for the movie. I'm going <laughs> right. to wait for the movie. And then then may, having said that, I did think, okay, this is a bit like the movie The Big Short. It's a lot like that movie. I love that movie. I had no idea what was going on. I I found it very funny. There were some great asshole characters in it that I I very much enjoyed. Uh, Batman was good in it. Right? (laughs) Right. He was really good in it. Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, uh, But I have to say, even watching the big short, although I understood the premise of the movie and very much enjoyed the actors' portrayals of the characters in it, I still didn't even, while watching the movie, fully understand what was going on. So this is kind of like the big short too, but Jeremy, being the stoner on the show, therefore having a much more active brain than me, is now going to
1: explain Everything to those of us that aren't intelligent enough to understand. Whoa, do not put that all on me, Ricky Bobby. I am not about to explain everything. I should preface this by saying, none of what I am about to say is any form of financial advice. And much like you, I didn't understand the big short. But the good thing is, is from All this that I have been hit with over the weekend, I kind of now understand the movie. Well, you
0: know what my takeaway from The Big Short was? It came about two years later when the same people made that movie about Dick Cheney. Right. And and, and it was basically the the sort of the same movie, but I understood the Dick Cheney movie more because I understood Dick Cheney and the world of politics, and I didn't need to know the world of money investments to to, to comprehend what was going on. I went to see that movie... uh, with uh, my other half, and I came out of it going, fuck yeah, what a guy. Right. Am I, am I, am I, am I, what was that movie called?
1: Vice. Vice. I thought it was called Dick. It was not called Dick, it was called Vice.
0: If only they could have got a little bit more. If, if, I, I feel like if they'd have called it Dick, it would have cur- curtailed their marketing potential. But,
1: but the movie. But great parodies.
0: It, it's Dick. <laughs> That's a great name. So we came out of the movie theater, right? And I went, and I'm going, fuck yeah, what a guy. And my other half's going, that is not the intention of the people that made this movie. You're not meant to come out of it thinking that Dick Cheney. And I was literally going, put that bit where he accidentally shot the guy on the golf course when he was on vacation and refused to
1: apologize Fantastic. for it Fantastic.
0: they had to apologize for him
1: Yeah, don't tell you how to enjoy art that's your interpretation of the movie I remember we went out with
0: some friends later on that week and we were like what have you been doing and oh you know we went to see that new movie Dick
1: oh no that was a different movie uh, we, <laughs> see what I did there <laughs> I, I like wasn't paying attention I was like yep that was the title of the movie <laughs> <laughs> went to see
0: that new movie vice and, uh, with my other half going you know i kind of enjoyed it i didn't think i was going to enjoy it as much as i did because uh you know it was obviously is a, a bit of an ian movie and our friends are going uh, yeah yeah and then my other half's going I mean, he enjoyed it way too much. Way too much. (laughs)
1: Way too much. So, anyway. He has a Dick Cheney back tattoo now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm going, you know what we should do this weekend? Go to the shooting range. (laughs) I want to go like Dick Cheney. But anyway, it was basically the same movie, but I felt like I enjoyed the uh, Dick Cheney movie more because I understood the world of politics within which it was set. whereas the big short one, as I said, I, I, I didn't uh, I didn't fully comprehend what was going on. But I apologize sir I interrupted no no your, uh, your analysis. Okay. For those of us who are lacking in intelligence and money market knowledge. So, now, boys and girls, in this segment of the Did You America
1: podcast, Jeremy will explain how Reddit have saved GameStop and AMC. Well, let me start by saying again I am not a financial genius. I am very broke and I do not invest in stocks. That's actually probably my biggest issue with everything that's going on, though, is because most people like me don't know anything about the stock market, yet after buying three shares of GameStop and AMC, they are now financial wizards by the way they've been talking. So, you know, I'm not picking sides here. Mm -hmm. Wall Street, the Reddit retail investors, that's not what I'm here to do. You know, me and you, we might not see eye to eye on everything, but one thing we do agree on is, you know, you're a proud capitalist. I was taught the Wu-Tang method, cash rules everything around me cream, the money dollar dollar bills y'all we both are very influenced by money is that what people were saying on reddit and then they said put load into
0: gamestop pretty much yeah (laughs) is that how they congregate you quote wu-tang clan and then go and then you put wu-tang you put gamestop references in wu-tang clan
1: lyrics and that's the code they use on reddit to decide what stock they're going to send i mean that's essentially what is actually going on because if you go onto this page you would be amazed that anyone is following the words of these people You. new subject ODB GameStop (laughs) right so this weekend every single person in my age group I talked to they asked me the same thing like oh did you make any money on GameStop and then they would tell me how they were in on it early and they made all this money and it's actually my biggest problem with millennials I am a bit of a self-hating millennial and there's plenty of reasons why most people hate millennials but I'm gonna tell you the real reason why every person in my age group sucks they've been developed to have a fear of missing out it's the hipster mentality Mm. they have FOMO if they're not a part of it they feel lesser they need to be in on it before anyone else they have this need to be different it comes from watching way too much television Mm. people see you know they want to be the hero of their story they want to be different they want to save the world they think that's how the world works when really in reality you're just kind of here until you're not and nothing really interesting happened so on reddit a bunch of internet trolls found out that a hedge fund had a big short to take the title of the movie on GameStop. Mm-hmm. And to counter that, they decided they're gonna start piling funds into GameStop stock. And a few other, what they're calling meme stocks, which are basically failed companies. Now, the movement got so big, and all these people, again, they now think that they're a part of this great movement. that They're gonna change the way the American economy works when, in actuality, all they did was join a pyramid scheme as part of a trying to get rich quick. Right, 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 right. So now there's like this whole movement that hedge funds are bad, that they shouldn't be allowed to short that this is a problem with the system and we're just doing what's right. And so they've started to tell people, hold the line. Don't sell your stocks. Toto now. Ex- hold the exactly. line! Exactly. <laughs> oh, I could get down with this. Toto's so, so you excited.
0: Start off, you start, you start. They're like, oh So my much God. publicity. This is the most excited we've been since Weezer covered Africa. <laughs> now suddenly, the Reddit world are reinvigorating GameStop and they, they've started using our song from it. Okay. At least
1: three people googled hold the line and only found the toto i gotta got
0: to tell you that so far from what you've explained i've understood the elements brought to us by the wu-tang clan and the band toto
1: carry on that's why i brought using no, all these music references always
0: on time.
1: no 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 <laughs> so they're telling all the people don't sell your stocks don't make money this is now a movement we're gonna go they keep saying to the moon it doesn't matter how much we lose why they're telling these people that is because now they're a part of the pyramid the only people making real money are the ones who started the whole movement at the top now most people only have one or two shares and they're gonna inevitably lose that money because the stock will inevitably fix itself because the the hedge funds know better people are upset because hedge funds are betting on companies to fail that's how gambling works You've traveled around a bunch. I'm sure you've been to a few casinos in your day. I've been to a few casinos. I've been to a few dog tracks. Okay, do you know craps?
0: Yes. Okay, so... Are you going to tell me that I would have done better at the dogs if I'd have, rather than choosing the dog based on its name or its color scheme, I would have been better looking for clues to say, like is there any dog that's named after a toto lyric can I, we find is there one called red man can that we is, find
1: any 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 uh, wu tang clan that reference? is an incredible gambling strategy i will not be telling you to do any differently but i think it's easy to explain the, you know people get confused they don't think that uh playing the stock market is gambling right. so with craps you know everyone again movie mentality everyone wants that uh the hot roller everyone on the table winning money everyone yeah. gathering around cheering as he Keeps avoiding seven, avoiding seven, avoiding seven. Now, to make good money when they're doing that, most people put a bet on the pass line. You put a bet on the pass line, that means uh, as long as the roller doesn't roll a seven, you win. Now, there's always one guy at the table, though, who wants to be the asshole. He doesn't care about the fun of the table, and he's going to bet on the don't pass line. And that's the guy saying, he's going to lose. He's going to hit a seven, and when he does, you're going to pay me. Now... If there wasn't the no pass line everyone just makes money why would you not bet on the other one because it's either a nothing or you win money Mm. but that's also the smartest bet you can possibly make because the most likely roll is a 7 and while everyone's having fun wanting the roller to you know roll as many times as possible realistically they're probably only rolling two or three times and that guy's winning the money Mm. that's exactly what's happening when you're shorting a stock you're betting on it to lose and if there's not that option Then there's no gamble. All these companies are doing is they are working on the system that has been put in place. And now there's a movement attached to it. And people are confused. They think that the movement is being run by the people. The movement isn't being run by the people. A, it's being run by Reddit trolls, but it's also being pushed by Elon Musk, who's the richest man in the world and probably will benefit from this greatly as I've told you in the past, he is a supervillain. This
0: made him think, you know what? Space and playing with a flamethrower can wait for
1: an hour. I'm going to jump on this for some excitement. Exactly, he did it. The guy is an internet troll. He's one of them. Then you have the Winklevoss twins who are promoting it big. You know why they're promoting it big? Because they're heavily invested in bitcoin and much like what's going on here where all of a sudden the stock rises because everyone's paying attention to it that's the way bitcoin rises so they're hoping the same thing happens to their industry and the final person who is possibly my favorite billionaire in existence he's the one who i think should have been voted president but he's too smart to even run and that's mark cuban and mark cuban too he's pushing this because he's he wants to come off as I'm um, for the people. But and and he's a venture capitalist. So all he's looking for is a company to tank so he can take advantage of them and he can be the one investing. It's it's not a movement to get more money into the people. It's another movement to get people who are just on the same level as the hedge fund people. But it was presented
0: at least when the GameStop uh, shares were soaring, as a David and Goliath battle and people got behind it because they were saying, well, you know, David's winning because the little people are kind of... Like, it was uh, It was presented as an example of, hey, the kids are actually united and they're doing something right. as, as if it was, you know, a protest against the evils of people that have got too much money. And, and in this case... They're playing them at their own game, and 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 they're
1: winning. Yeah, who do you think is pushing that message? The people at the top with the most shares of this company that want you to not sell your shares and make money for yourself. They want you to, quote-unquote, hold the line. Don't sell. Love isn't
0: always
1: on time. The moment that the short contract runs out, these hedge funds now have to pay into GameStop making this price increase more it's it's a basic strategy it's nothing it's nothing that crazy and they they've now convinced the people that they're part of some movement that's going to change the government but this is it goes back to my issue with millennials and how they they want to be the hero of their own story i just find it real interesting that you know a few weeks ago when internet trolls decided um we're going to try to overthrow the government a bunch of people on the right side of history real fucking quick and then all of a sudden when the reddit trolls and the air trolls are trying to overthrow our economy and our financial system oh it's a big movement and we're all hopping on board because there's not some us versus them mentality and some evil figure they can pin it on instead it's a get rich quick scheme and all they see is them joining in on this movement to get rich mm. that's all it is so People want to act like hedge funds are the enemy. People want to act like our economy is the, sy- is the enemy. Sure, the system is flawed, but overthrowing it because of a meme is not going to fix our economy. Just remember, Cheney
0: shot the guy and the vacation resort had to apologize. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Oh, no! Different movie! Right. Well, now when the Walmart movie comes out, you can just replay this and you'll have a basic synopsis. I tell you what I... Well, I mean, this this is a good pitch. I think I
0: understood some of what you were saying. In my head, I had this uh, old song that that you won't know, but it was... um, when punk was happening like 40 years ago in the UK, around the time of the Sex Pistols, there was this uh, other band, imagine like a, a much less successful version of the Sex Pistols called Sham 69, right? Okay. And they basically made punk, but they sung in, do you know what I mean if I say a Cockney accent? Like Cockney yeah, of London accent, right? It's
1: like the ugly British accent. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got a song called If the Kids Are United, and it goes, If the kids are united... <laughs> They will never be divided.
1: I feel like I've heard that song. It gets played in movies, I feel like. Yes, it
0: does get played in movies. And so um, I wasn't really understanding what was going on, but I was thinking, oh, wow. The kids have united and they've done some good. But you
1: disagree with that. Yeah, no, look, again, I'm not taking sides. I'm all for any way anyone wants to make money. I'm against people who join in on the movement by three shares and all of a sudden act like they're these stock wizards who have been a part of the movement since the start. It's the hipster mentality. It's FOMO. They don't want to miss out. They all have to be a part of it. When in actuality, maybe a few of them will make a couple of dollars, but realistically, they are not going to make anything and the people at the top will continue making all the money. Do you think anyone who was on Reddit
0: and spearheaded this GameStop thing
1: ever actually went out to buy a game in their life. Because surely they've only ever downloaded. That's the other thing. Everyone's all mad at the hedge funds for shorting GameStop. Look, again, I'll say this. The hedge fund is only... Taking a, the game was created. They created that form of betting, and the hedge fund is taking advantage of it. Why would they not create a short when two giant gaming consoles were just released—the new Xbox and the new PlayStation? They now have more internet capabilities than ever before. I guarantee you, especially with the current pandemic, less people bought those consoles from GameStop than ever before. They bought it off Amazon. They bought them offline. Then you also have the factor of um. Now they have a new CEO who's coming in. He's trying to start a whole new movement. That's most likely going to blow up in his face because brick-and-mortar video game shops don't sell anymore. So everyone's attacking the hedge fund, but the hedge fund is just playing the game. And guess what? You can invest in hedge funds. You can short the company. They're not doing anything that isn't allowed. Mm. Again, the system is a little bit broken, but overthrowing it in this way is not the answer. You know what I also just remembered? The lead singer of
0: Sham 69, who sang, If the kids are united. Do you know what he did when he gave up on punk? What? Went to ballet. (laughs) And the moral of that story is... Well, it might be that as you get into middle age, ballet's better for your bones than punk. I don't know. He might have great agility, but I feel like the moral of that story should be anytime you embark on some sort of like punk rock ethic thing, it basically never comes any good because people always go to the side where there's money and they abandon
1: it, right? right. You know? <laughs> I- I have one last point to make about this, and that's if you go to the Reddit page Wall Street Bets, where all this started, you know, people are, again, they're acting like there's some big movement. Go on the page and read the way these people talk to each other. They talk in memes, they talk in GIFs, they call each other retards. They're the only people left on worth using that word, and they throw it around willy-nilly. They talk in emojis, they're making jokes, also, everyone's believing when they post a picture of their, um, dick, of their dick, of their trading app portfolio that That's referring you know, to the that isn't movie. something no. that isn't extremely easy to Photoshop, and they're just blindly following it. So, me, call me crazy. I'd rather give my money to experts who were trained in how the stock market works instead of following the advice of people that are internet trolls.
0: Okay. Is there a page on Reddit that talks in Toto lyrics? Because I would go to that. I think I'd have fun on that. R slash Toto is where all the money <laughs> is at. And uh, do yourself a favor, kids. Check out If the Kids Are United by Sham69 and watch that bloke and think, yeah, Nari does ballet. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about it. So before we go, it's we sit here in the great state of Texas. We record this podcast uh, every day from my kitchen table in Deep Ellum, in Dallas, Fort Worth, and so therefore it is notable to note that today is National Texas Day. Yeah.
1: What happens on National Texas Day? Well, this is a little bit confusing because as you know, you're a new Texan, so you need to know this. Mm-hmm. Now Texans. We don't necessarily celebrate National Texas Day. We celebrate Texas Independence Day, which is March second, mm-hmm. which marks the day that we freed ourselves from Mexico. You know, right. remember the Alamo, all that business. That's when Ozzy pissed on the Alamo. That, that is the exactly day? that date, That's the yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Ozzy went to the Alamo, he Does pissed on everyone. All over is it. that what
0: happens in Texas to celebrate that? Everyone pisses in a public place.
1: No, it's you a... piss on the Alamo. We oh. are we're all March
0: second. Okay.
1: Pack your bag. Uh, we're we, all going to can San we, Antonio. Can we, are we,
0: are we, hope they've got some covid restrictions on that like they're going to make sure that the lines are a little bit no, no.
1: it's texas in march covid doesn't exist keep up <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but now separate from texas independence day when texans celebrate texas march 1st is national texas day when the rest of the country celebrates how great texas is so as opposed to us celebrating Hang on, I, now listen they celebrate us i'm the
0: biggest fan of texas i love it here because i've never been somewhere i've never been to a major city where virtually everyone that lives here loves america as much as i do i still think i might be america's biggest fan but in all other parts of america that i've been to or lived in i definitely was america's biggest fan but you come to a big city like dfw in texas and you are just surrounded by people i'll talk about how much i love it and in other parts of america some lesser americans would go oh really here they go fuck yeah because you're in texas yeah so i like it or leave it i understand that But this phrase that you used, the day that the rest of America celebrates Texas, I've never seen great chunks of the rest of America celebrate. Texas celebrates itself. I don't know that the rest of
1: America celebrates Texas that Um, much. Yeah, they do. It's National Texas Day. Do you think on National Hot Dog Day, America doesn't eat hot dogs? Do you think on National Clean Your Computer Day, they don't give their computer a nice little spray down with the little air dust thingy. No, Americans celebrate their national holidays. That's what they're there for. The rest of the country is celebrating Texas right now. You can't tell me otherwise. What well, today?
0: So today, today, if I went to, uh, I don't know. West Hollywood in California, they're going to have their their Texas flags and they're going to be eating Texas chili and drinking Texas tea and walking around in cowboy boots, Ollie.
1: Yes, 100%. They're going to be on the um, robot bull, you know, the mechanical bull. They're going to be yeehawing with their cowboy hats, their spurs that do jingle and they do jangle and they do jingle.
0: (laughs) Well, I like the fact that Texas is a little bit like the Queen of England. She has two birthdays. Are you aware of that? I've no idea why, but she has two birthdays
1: like a half birthday and a birthday no no
0: no no two birthdays I I don't know why I can't remember oh, I I think I learned it in school but I, I wasn't paying attention I just remember my nan used to say to me every year I used to hear this it's the queen's birthday today you know is it nan yeah she has two birthdays you know
1: conspiracy one birthday the one she was born second cons- second one when her clones were made and that's why she will never die <laughs>
0: right well that is true she is living to a ripe old age I'll crown
1: season five so uh where
0: texas is the uh, state equivalent of the queen of england in so much as it effectively has two days
1: yeah i mean i'm pretty sure we had a king for a little bit too like pre-texas independence i'm sure there were some kings that you know presided.
0: Th- 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 just as a uh, you know a funny example of how much texans love texas when I was driving from Arizona to Texas to, to move here, um, as soon as I got into Texas, I did the drive across three days, went across the state line, and um, I think that the first place I stopped was in Amarillo. Does that sound about right? That's yeah. up the top. So this is the first conversation I've had with a Texan in Texas upon me entering the new state in which I'm about to live, right? So I check into the hotel for the night in Amarillo and I tell the lady, I've been living in Arizona and uh, I'm moving to Texas. I'm going to, you know, the next day I'm going to drive from Amarillo down to DFW. And she says, welcome to the best state in America, sir. Do you know we are the only state? that is legally allowed to fly its state flag at the same height as the American flag? And I went, no. And that was literally the first fact that I knew about Texas. And I was like, my God, the people here just absolutely love it. And you know the best part about that story? Apart from the fact that that is true, she gave me an upgrade because I just sat there and went, oh i'm gonna love it here so much you know i can't (laughs) wait to get to the texas treasure stores and buy some flags and blah 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 and she went sir we are happy to have you let me see what i can do about your room
1: (laughs) she said she basically opened her arms, said welcome home now let's southern up that accent (laughs) yeah
0: exactly so uh anyway um I was going to say happy birthday, Texas, but that's not the
1: right thing to say. No, not our March 2nd is our birthday. You just celebrate. You basically say, hey, Texas, you're fucking dope. But I say that every day. So so do all of my neighbors. Yeah, you don't get it. You're now an honorary Texan. You're one of us. Right, yeah. You celebrate March 2nd. Right. The rest of those pansies around the country right now, they're telling us, you're fucking dope. (laughs) All right. If anyone
0: is listening to this podcast outside of the great state of Texas, and uh, I know that you do, please reach out and let us know what you did to celebrate the state of Texas
1: on February 1st, 2021. I'll tell you what they did. They don't need to reach out. They crack open a Shiner beer. They go to their nearest Whataburger. They cheers to the sky and they say, you know what, Texas? You're fucking dope. <laughs> uh, we're
0: done. Uh, we'll be back later on in the week. If you listen in real time, thanks for hanging out with this one. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on anything that we've discussed, uh, you can reach out by going to the website, didyouamerica.com. Uh, if you click on be on the show, you can leave us a voice message. If you just want to send us um, a written message, you can do that too. Uh, did you America.com is the place to go for that you can also vote for song of the week there uh, song of the week votes also on my twitter where i am at ian camfield and on the website you can buy did you america t-shirts uh how great are they jeremy oh
1: so great Feels so good on your nipples did you America.com for
0: all of that stuff did we america today
1: i know i did